Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Halala Show Season 3, Mix Number. 15. What's up? Welcome to the Hala Hala Show, everyone. Happy New Week. We are in Satan's asshole. It's so hot. This is so fucking... <laughs> I don't even... Like, there was this one day last week that it felt like it was 40 degrees. Uh, man, That's it, what it showed in like the weather. It's uncomfortably hot. Uncomfortably it is, no, yeah. hot. I, I don't every have day. the words to describe it every day. <laughs> honestly. Anyway, welcome to the Hala Hala Show, a.k.a. Satan's asshole, where we talk about <laughs> anything and everything under the sun, but with a little bit of structure. We complain about the weather, but we also do other things on this show, don't yep. we? Yep. We start with telling you all about our lives, what happened throughout the week, and also what happened throughout your week. Yeah. Because we ask about your shit. We mm-hmm. want to know your shit. Oh, yeah. I and, then, <laughs> and then after that, we have our TTs. The TTs are the trending topics, which you can skip to at the timestamps located in the uh, mix description. Today, we're talking about a coding scheme that was proposed last month uh, and was supposed to be implemented this month. It hasn't happened yet, but it's a, it's a big one. That if it does mm-hmm. get implemented, it's going to affect a lot of uh, people. They've changed around days. Numbers don't mean the same thing that they do anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. And it could involve two days of coding. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about Bini Bidding Filipinas. Rika has the, the latest scoop on that, don't you? Yeah. Well, we're just going to talk about Miss Universe Philippines, uh, our candidate okay. for the Miss Universe pageant, because we already have a candidate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are rooting for her. All right. And then, uh, of course, we're going to just talk a little bit about the election, which by this time next week, uh, let your fans, we're going to have a brand new president in the Philippines. Yes. Think about that. That's crazy. Get on it. Marinate on that Let shit. Marinate, bro. Yeah, That's dude. unbelievable how fast six years went by, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to skip to those, go to the timestamps. But let's start with where you've been. Shall I start? Sure. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let's talk about movies. I always talk about the movies that I like watching. Uh, I watched this movie called The Bad Guys. Have you heard about mm-hmm. that? It's an animated movie. It's actually in theaters right now, but there is a, uh, a version online that is HD. You know, special agent John. But if you want to watch it in theaters, it's a it's a DreamWorks uh, movie, yeah. I think. DreamWorks, yeah, that. Yeah, DreamWorks, and it's really good. It's it's about a crew of animal, like they're animals, but they talk. So I don't know what you call those anima animorphs or whatever. <laughs> Is there a word? No, there's, no, there's a term of, of, of for animals that talk in like in media. There's yeah. a word for it. anyway. So it's Mr. Wolf, Mr. Tarantula, Mr. Shark, uh, Piranha, and Snake. And they are known as the bad guys. And they are bank robbers. Or they are thieves, rather. And then they try. They get caught. And then they become good guys. They try to become good guys. It's, it's, a, it's a fun movie. I think it's predictable. But I really enjoyed it. I think you would like it, too, Rika G, in my opinion. Knowing your taste in movies, I feel like it would be a movie that's right up your alley. All right. I mean, I like movies that, you know, you don't really think about. Like Inception. I had to watch it five times. (laughs) What do you mean you don't have to think about? Oh, (laughs) wait. 
Oh, so no, you, because you don't like Inception. Inception. I, it's not that I don't like Inception, but I had I had to watch it like five times I before I understood the whole thing. I actually did not <laughs> like Inception the first time I watched it because it pissed me off because I didn't understand. Half <laughs> right. Of it. It's like, what the hell is happening? But after watching it a few times, I really thought it was pretty solid. But then again, you're supposed to watch a movie the first time and get, you know, mind blown. Usually, usually. <laughs> usually. You know what movie sucks? What? Tenet. Tenet. Have you watched I, Tenet? I, I don't think I even. It's the other one because, you know, it's uh, Inception is is uh, made by, I forgot his fucking name now. Tenet, T-E-N-E-T. Did you watch that movie? That movie is fucking garbage, bro. Yeah, I have dude. no idea what was happening. And I tried to rewatch it one more time. I, it was so awful. Don't watch that. Anyway, so the bad guys, good movie. Uh, I was almost done with the movie Ambulance. I fell asleep in the last 40 minutes. Uh, Have you seen Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal? No. The Michael Bay movie. You love Michael Bay. You love Transformers. I do. Yeah. It's great. From what I saw so far, the car chases are so cool. Michael Bay has discovered, I think for the first time, he's discovered drones. So there's so many drone shots in this shit. It's it's awesome. It's just really long. It's like two hours long. It's a two hour long car chase, pretty much. It doesn't give you time to breathe, but I, I, I would say I'm almost done with it. You but know I what? I, I think I think I've seen the trailer, the trailer for yeah. that one. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, the hot girl uh, from Hobbs and Shaw, Elsa. What's her name? Elsa Isa Gonzalez. I know, I know. <laughs> Elsa, Elsa Gonzalez. Do you want to build a snow? <laughs> Uh, so there's a movie that I recommend. Oh, by the way, tonight I got invited to a uh, early screening of Doctor Strange and the as Multiverse practitioner? of Madness. Yes, as a KOL, man. As a as KOL. A, as a KOL. You know they love that term. I'm a key. You're a key opinion, opinion, opinion leader, leader? bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a key uh. opinion leader. Um, uh, so I'll tell you guys about that next week. Obviously, spoiler free, but I think it comes out in the Philippines tomorrow. It's not a TT, but I think uh, everyone is probably waiting to watch that shit. Um, this weekend, though, I had a hosting in Antipolo. It was at this place called Emeralds Events Place. Uh, it was for a, a, a girl named Tammy who I took her cycle class before in Upper Deck. And like we were like we became Instagram connections. Is that what you call it? Instagram friends or uh-huh. whatever. Uh, and then she found me through there's a page on Facebook. I don't know if any Leche fans have been married or are planning on getting married. There's a Facebook group called like Wawa Peas or Wawa Poise. Do you know what I'm talking about? I forgot what it's called. It's not Wawa Poise, but there's like a it's like wives and something brides of you know what I'm talking about? It's like why Wawoys or Wapoys or something. Wapows? Something like that. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's a I don't know. It's a bride, it's like a group where brides and brides to be okay get recommendations for everything from event planners coordinators Ooh, flowers that's it smart dude. yeah it's a huge page i just forgot the name but she found my uh she found my name on there i guess someone gave me a good review for a wedding that i hosted mm-hmm. right and uh she contacted me and said hey jc you know we're friends on instagram i remember you took our class by the way, I'm getting married, blah, blah, blah. This was a few, this was last year. Back. Okay. But anyway, I hosted her wedding, Tammy and Ice. Congratulations to them. Nice event, a uh, nice place, Emeralds event. Is it outdoor? It, there was an outdoor portion, like the cocktails mm-hmm. area, but the event was held uh, indoors. Uh, I just have one thing to say, though. So, and I never complain about my gigs or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The event 
coordinator. I don't know what her role was. I never say this. You know me, right? I never talk shit about, dude, she was such a bitch to me, bro. <laughs> no, no, no joke, bro. Okay. Why? Okay, I'm just gonna, I don't care if she hears this because I think she needs to, man. Okay. Okay. So there's one part of the program where uh, on the script that I, on not a script, it's like a program flow that I got, right? So it's a program flow, nakasulat. We're going to play a game. I think it was supposed to be a bring me game, right? Bring me game. And then in the corner on the right-hand side, may parang note na nakasabi na open bar, uh, an- announce that the bar is open or something like that, right? And for me, before, you know, I-, I-, I asked the coordinating, the team of the coordinator, I was like, should I announce the open bar when we're about to play a game? Don't we want people to stay inside first, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked her. So the the main coordinator, she assigned another like a like a, a underling, <laughs> like our staff, right, to assist me. So I kept asking the staff. Uh, I forget her name, man. And I kept saying, should I announce this? Sure, Kaba. Like I wasn't like challenging authority or anything. I was just like, this doesn't seem like the right time to announce it, right? So I asked a few times. She kept saying, yes, announce Malang, just mention it. I was like, uh, okay. And then during the actual flow of the event, so when we, they changed the program, like there was no more game, like we had to skip to the next game, but there was something going on. And then I, I announced that the bar was open. And then when I, when like when, you know, shit was happening where I wasn't needed, when I went to the back, the coordinator would look so pissed at me. And she, and she said, back at my in announced, now open your bar. And I said, hey, dude, I said, like, but your staff told me, I said to your staff, I don't think I should announce this. And then, you know what she told me, bro? Here's the word what? that really pissed me off. Okay. Read, read the room. Oh, my gosh. Oh my fucking God, bro. Why? What a bitch, bro. Read the room. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to, dude, I don't know, man. Read the room. I thought that was such a disrespectful thing to say to me. Man. Yeah, dude. And you know what I mean? There was no reason to be that saucy. Yeah. And, okay. and first of all, not that many people left the room either. It was, yeah. And if it was anyone who left, it wasn't anyone who was important. It was like a guest of a guest, you know, like the baby at the wedding left the room. She was mad about that. You read the fucking room. Fucking <laughs> A, man. I was so like, I didn't say anything because, you know, it's the wedding day. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. cause a scene or anything i didn't even complain to tammy because i'm not even that close to tammy but i wouldn't i you know you know it's over i don't want to work with that team ever again yeah in, in general and, but dude, i was so i was fuming yeah the way and here's the thing you know when people act that cer- a certain way when yeah. people act that way mm. it speaks more about you how you are as a professional yeah. because we all know working you know in events we all know that when things are already live, a lot of things can happen. And all you can do is when something happens already, when yeah. it's done and it's mm. said, all you can do is to just act on it. You yeah. know, you don't have to blame anybody for things happening in a live event. Yeah. And she kept you saying know, it to me after, bro. Huh? After, I, after I was defending my, I said like, yeah. staff more. She, she kept saying, uh, oh, hey, wag ulit next time. I just read the room. Dude, I was like, I'm done with this conversation, bro. And then there was like one part where the game, I had, yeah. like the game was changed because A, they weren't really like the, her team wasn't really mm-hmm. kind of in tune with me. Maybe mm-hmm. that's partially my fault. I, I admit maybe I didn't like I, I didn't run through it with them, uh, you know, as best as I could possibly. I mean, I, I, I could, you know, take some responsibility for that, I guess. But dude, like 
it was just there was no the and she you know what really pissed me off you can tell when someone is not like a wedding coordinator is there for a paycheck and not really right because they really want to do their best i can tell because i've done weddings before not just weddings i've done the booze i've done other events and the coordinators that are there from start to be, be uh, from start to end that are mentally there the whole time they want to make sure everything runs smoothly Okay. And you know, at the end, right? At the end of the, the wedding part, it was like the, maybe the last 20 minutes, this lady was on her phone, right? At the back, on her phone, watching Facebook stories, not even Instagram stories. Who the fuck watches Facebook stories, bro? Yeah. Watching Facebook stories on her phone while I was still like doing the host. And I, and at the end, no, like I needed to give, uh, an, the, the couple had to do a speech. There was no one, like her team wasn't there. I had mm-hmm. to give my mic and go to the audio booth and get the other mic for myself. Like they weren't there. They weren't checked Dude. in. I was so, I was so pissed off. Anyway, That's so basic. That was just my, my yeah. rant. I'm not going to say the name of the, because they're, I checked them on Facebook. They have a good amount of, you know, clientele and, re, you know, they, they have a good amount of follow. But dude, ter- if you want to know, you can message me. If you're planning a wedding, I'll tell you who not to get. Because dude, I was so I thought it was so unprofessional. Fucking read yeah. the room. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> I never complain, bro. You know me, man. But I was, yeah. I, felt, I, I was so offended. I was so offended by how I was treated that day, man. Anyway. I always remember what what Kara told me about yeah. hosting events, where mm-hmm. when they're stressed, let's say the coordinator or director, or whatever, and they're yeah. stressing you out as the host, mm-hmm. it's really their problem, not yours. Yeah, and because this, they I, know oh, that they're not, you know, they're not prepared. Yeah, because as a host, you know you're prepared. That's why you're all chill. That's why you're all like, I'm comfortable, right? Yeah. I just think that. But the thing is, they didn't seem that prepared, at least for the hosting end of things, because they weren't yeah. really there. You know, like they didn't know when a mic was ready. They didn't cue me like, oh, editing, whatever. Like I had to keep asking. Yeah. But they all seem, they seem so nonchalant. That's what that, that really pissed me off. Because when I yeah. got there, I got there three hours, two, almost three hours early, man. I was there two, three hours early. And our runtime was supposed to start at 5 p.m. By 5 p.m., we hadn't started yet. And I had mm. to be the one to ask, like, what's happening? Like they, you know, I don't know. I, coordinators that are good to me will be not just, I don't need all the attention, right? It's not my day. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like I'm part of the program that will make this shit run. The reception is run by me. Like, so. I yeah, you're the face the, of you know, the whole be, I, event. I need to be on the same page. Like they need to. Yeah. Be, and they didn't get, I, I felt like they didn't really mm-hmm. fucking care. Anyway. Uh, that's, that's pretty much my week. I just wanted to rant on here, man. <laughs> that's fine, man. Yeah, Cause your first time to hear the story. I didn't even tell you about it. Cause I was just like, I was just processing. It. Oh, I'm going to Pampanga the tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately sad news. Uh, my, my, lo- my Lola passed away. Oh. Uh, actually it happened during the, the dinner portion of that event I hosted. Right. I found out then. So that's, I guess that's the reason why I also didn't want to fucking like go war. Cause I, yeah. I, if I get mad, man, I get mad, bro. Like mm-hmm. I go war freak, but I guess I just, you know, I just wanted to mellow down. I decided really, I stopped caring. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. stopped caring, but I care. <laughs> there are more important things. Yeah. So I'll update you guys on my trip to Pampanga. I'll probably, you know, just, you know, other than the, the family stuff, I'm probably going to eat some cool shit there. But Finn, yeah. how about you friend? What's new with you? Um. Well, last week, I don't know if I already told you. So I went climbing. 
right? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, so Free okay, so like after after that, um, after that, it was just me having a shift at one C, and then um, oh right, so um. I went to Cubao X. Well, we went to Cubao X and, you know, just kind of like had dinner there. There was a Korean restaurant. I forgot the Korean restaurant, but it was right inside Art in Art in what was that? Art in Island. Art in Island. There we yeah, go. I've, I've been to Art in Island. That place is cool. I know, but we were there uh, nighttime at nighttime. So we oh. didn't really get to go inside Arden Island, but there was a Korean restaurant there, like right in the lobby. That's where we ate um, dinner. But I was really happy about the ramyun that we, that I ordered. Honestly, only because it, you know, it was pretty expensive. It's like 300 something pesos. Damn, 300 for ramyun? Yeah, 300 something pesos. And then it had like a piece of like soggy spam on top of it. And I'm just, I'm just saying that I didn't really enjoy it. But like, you know, like the week before when I was, when I was telling you about that meal that I didn't really enjoy. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay. Same I'm thing. telling you all about my experience. Right, I right. Don't like it, but maybe, maybe someone out there would, but I just didn't see the, you know, the, the, the connection with the, with the price and how it was presented. Mm. And then I also ate, which was actually really good. Um, the seafood pancake, pajon. And then actually it was better the next day when I ate it again. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really, it was really interesting. That have you, have you tried U2 restaurant here? Dito lang Ortigas. No, that's like my, I haven't. That's like the best Korean place. It just takes so long for the food because they cook it like when yeah, you it. right there. Yeah, I get it. it. Lang, sa likod ng ano. Yeah, because, because you know what? I have no problem paying for meals that are 300 pesos or whatever. As long as yung sulit naman. I feel so, you. yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because. I know maybe I just ordered the wrong item on the menu. They mm. had a lot of things on the menu, so it was a really um like it varied. So mm. next time I, w- I actually want to go back because the ambiance of the place, there's like an outside seating and like even the inside of the restaurant was really nice. So I would actually go back and order another thing. Um I'm not saying you guys should not try it. You guys should totally try it because it's really interesting. And plus you know, you can't go wrong with like some kimchi and some meat, right? So maybe next time that's what they I'm have. Eating. A bibimbap, that's my favorite. Korean yes, food. actually, 100%. that's what that's what Ryan ordered, yeah. and um, it was like a but it was like in a bento box. I don't know what you call it in the Korean setting. Yeah, yeah, I get what <laughs> but it's like a bento box yeah. um, with some egg and kimchi and everything. And they, they had soup. After that, we tried since we were already in Kubao Expo. You know, like going around Kubao Expo, it's kind of like you're in. I describe Kobao X as like the New York of New York. of Quezon City. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of, you know, like now, X? yes, yes, it's guess. open, like totally open. And um, what's really nice about it, you know, it's a pretty chill place, but a lot of people drink there, but they mind their own business and they're all like in artsy clothing or, or that whatever. Was the thing about Kobao X for me, that mm. was a little bit intimidating. Maybe that's why. The New York, no, because when I would go there, I felt like, like, do I belong here? <laughs> Dude, I feel like they, pre-pandemic, like, yeah, you know, like there I, were get it, I get there, it. Then yeah. there were like people smoking here. And then there was like, uh, you know, just like, I don't know. It just felt like, shit, where do I go but, here? 
But to be honest, I mean, it's a really nice vibe, especially like when you're in the creative scene, I feel like. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think you have you to know, be like that's a creative, where... you know, like a struggling <laughs> I don't artist. Think so. You know what I mean? But, you know, there, where, there where are the a lot of... podcasters go, <laughs> Where do we go when we Ortigas. go there? <laughs> <laughs> Moonshine. <laughs> no, but... Um, you know, a lot of like local brands that are popular now, that's where they started. So it's really nice to visit that place. And they have like, you know, stores for like vintage stuff yeah. and record and uh, vinyl and stuff like that. And, and restaurants and restaurants, they have really good restaurants. They have yeah. Japanese, they have barbecue, whatever. Um, there's a really nice Mexican place there, too. The One More Chance um, restaurant. Is it that is that open still? I no? think so. I'm not restaurant sure. From One More Chance. But, Yes, yes, one more chance. Yes, it's still open. But anyway, um, we tried Int Bar. I actually wanted to go there for for dinner, mm. but the music was too loud. I couldn't talk to you know to yeah, people, yeah. and um, what we wanted to order wasn't available in the menu, so we had to transfer, mm. which is okay because we we just we went back for drinks. And Int Bar actually, you go inside or you enter a photo booth. To go into the bar. But Whoa. there is another, like they have an extension already where it's a coffee, coffee shop where you can enter the bar through there. But originally it was you entering like a photo booth, which is really cool. When you enter the the bar, it's just a small hallway, but they have a second floor, and that's usually where you know DJs play. That night it was like a hip-hop night, which mm-hmm. was really nice. And um the the bar. And the bartenders were really accommodating. You know how it was somehow busy. But when I ordered, I thought they didn't hear me. But a minute after, they gave us our drinks. Mm. So Those are you the know, best you know, bartenders, man. Yeah, it was a nice surprise, actually. I thought that he didn't hear us. And I thought we would have to wait for like a really long time for our drinks. But no, it was really good service. Mm. Um um, and the name then, of the place, what's the name of the place? Int, I-N-T. I don't know if you call it I-N-T or Int, but it's I-N-T. I-N-T. Um, it's on Instagram. I think it's I-N-T extension or I-N-T E-X-T bar. I-N-T bar dot E-X-T cafe. There, there we go. Oh, I-N-T bar dot E-X-T cafe on Instagram. Yes. So um, I feel like the reason why it's E-X-T cafe, because their extension is the cafe. But mm. it is like the main bar. Anyway, when when we entered, we decided to sit on the table right next to the exit, which was really nice because, you know, we get to see like a lot of people in their interesting outfits mm. and, you know, people just having fun. Um, I saw a friend there. Shout out to Jimmy. He's actually a, a DJ on Q Radio. Oh, Jimmy J? Jimmy J. Yeah, I saw him. I know his name. Um, I, I don't know him. I just know his name because I yeah. listen to Q sometimes. It's so interesting because um, we were actually org mates back in college. Mm. And we were so happy to see each other because, you know, it's kind of like it's it's interesting and exciting when you see people from UPLB in your own area. Mm. <laughs> so we were just like <laughs> so happy to see each other. Um and then Ryan also saw some friends and he even gave us free drinks. They have bottled so, cocktails here. Did you try that? No, but we, we just we had beer, but I had uh, cocktails before there. I, I visited one time before, like pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. And I remember trying out 
their um, absinthe cocktail, oh my which God, was absinthe. like drinking fire. Absinthe honestly. is disgusting, bro. Absinthe. Like, I don't care. I mean, nothing against the restaurant, but absinthe is just the worst drink in the world. Look, look, Makes you no know what? Sense. Listen, if you're of legal <laughs> drinking age and it's your first if you're, it's your first time drinking absinthe, yeah. it will be like a knife going down your yeah. throat. If absinthe okay, let me is just your tell first you. drink ever, you will never uh, drink again. Oh, yeah. Like maybe you, that is the key. Maybe that is the key. <laughs> Dude, absinthe is fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. Like there's and no, I, I will, can't imagine anyone who like, what is the purpose of it? I don't know, man. Just to get, I know, but you know how like they, they prepare absinthe before, like they had to, but it's, it's served in like this carafe with a, with a, with a spout where you open the spout and it'll just drip. And then you would have a glass with a spoon on top of the glass. And then there's a sugar cube on top of it. When you yeah. open, yeah, when you open the, the spout, then you let the, the absent drip. But then you kind of melt the sugar and then that's how you drink it. Is it before. green, the old? Like, because I normally see absinthe. I remember it being green, but I really honestly don't remember a lot. From You'll start seeing green, night. bro, when you drink yeah, absinthe. Yeah, dude. It's fucking dude, disgusting. No, it's not. It's not cute. It's not cute. Absinthe. Anyway, <laughs> but we didn't drink absinthe that night. We just mm. drank beer. We had a couple of beers and uh, just went home, uh, which was really nice. Um, that was a really nice time. And then Friday was just a work day. I also, um, oh, I also um, met up with some friends who are also rushers, you know, listeners of the Morning Rush, mm. um, who became friends because they're also um, fans of BTS. Yes. So we met up in BGC. They they actually live in Singapore, but they visited the Philippines, you know, for their family, for their friends. Mm. And we met up in BGC. We ate at Shaka. Shaka is a, I think it's a vegetarian restaurant or a vegan restaurant. I'm not sure about the terminology, mm. but um, everything is just vegetables, <laughs> but That's they're great. served in like normal, you know, like um, normal dishes. Like there's a vegetable lasagna, like mm. a vegan burger. So it tastes and- like meat, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they don't actually make it look like meat. Oh, okay. It's just really, you could see the vegetable, but it was, it was really nice. We ordered, like I said, the vegetable lasagna. Um, please order the fries because it comes with uh, like their homemade ketchup with curry. I do know that when people make homemade ketchup, it's always, it has a dash of curry powder in it. Mm. I think it makes it more interesting. Honestly, I am thinking at this point, I'm thinking of adding curry powder to my bottled ketchup here <laughs> because it's so good. It makes it more interesting. It mm. has like depth of flavor. Um, so order that one. And then what else did we order? We ordered drink. We ordered a bottled juices, which was good for me because it didn't have any sugar in it. And I never drink juice. I never drink anything with color except for coffee because I always try to stay away from, from sugar. Right. Mm-hmm. But this time around, um, they had bottled juices, which was really nice. I had the one where it has like vitamin C and stuff. So it was called flu fighter. It's so, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's, yeah. They have cute um, names for that. And then I just, I rode my bike to BGC because I thought it was just so near. And plus it's a Friday night. So it's going to be hard for parking. It's going to be, you know, a hassle. I don't care about smelling sweaty or whatever. Okay. I just need to get to VGC because honestly, when I got there, I was super smelly. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, but they were very accepting of my smell, nice. <laughs> my stench. I love my that. Stench. Yeah, they're real friends. Um, <laughs> originally, we wanted to eat at Broadside because um, it was it's a really nice restaurant. I like the food. You know, they have a good mixture of like pika pika, like the sausages and the pretzels and stuff. And they have beer. They also have wine. But it was popping, man. Yeah. Okay, Friday Lots. night in Broadside is popping. And it had like a mixture of, you know, like a good number of afams. There were actual families in there with kids. Mm. And there were people having their date night there. The BGC, it's just, BGC. BGC, it's popping. It's popping also at Shangri-La last yeah, time. I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but if you do want to try Broadside, there's another branch in Shangri-La. So I think that one is more tame probably. I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Um, what else did I do? Oh, um, Anapaba. Oh, damn. I don't. Oh, there. Um, we reserved the table or a couple of tables for me and my friends in reserve in City Golf because we wanted to like have Ooh, a party. Reserve tables at reserve. At reserve. Damn. Yeah, dude. I had to contact Rico. Shout out to Rico damn. for accommodating us. Because you know how, you know, people reserve tables there a week before. And luckily, we were accommodated, you know, uh-huh. at like Thursday, Thursday already. And okay. we wanted to reserve a table for Saturday. Mm. But yeah, we just had like a whole party night. I, I honestly, I wasn't even drunk. I was just like the right amount of buzz, but I was okay. dancing the whole night until 3 p.m. Mm. And it was just like, it was a nice workout, honestly. <laughs> As we were with friends and we saw like other friends there too. DJ McCoy was there. Hey, I was McCoy. so sur- I know. I was so surprised to see DJ McCoy. And I was like, nice. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Previous workmates. Hey, DJ McCoy, man. <laughs> yes. Um, those are, you know, our workmates when we were in RX. Yes. So it was a really fun night. We ended at like 3 a.m. Slept at like 4 or something or right before 5 and then slept in the whole Sunday. Honestly, I didn't even go out of the condo the whole Sunday. <laughs> Just hung out, watched movies and whatever. Because I feel like at 29, you really need maybe one or two days to recover after a night of partying. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. At 20, 20, 21, probably you can like bounce back in three hours. Sure. No problem. And you can have multiple uh, multiple drinks. Yeah. Without, without repercussions. No. You, you know what? I am training my my tongue and my body to uh-huh. drink only pure drinks mm. during a night out so that I don't f- have a hangover the next day because I already know, I already experimented mm. throughout my 20s with that when I drink something like a cocktail with a mixed sugary drink or whatever, Yeager, Yeager, Yeager. Oh the next day you are dead. Yeah. You cannot function. You Jaeger don't even bombs, know where man. you are. Jaeger bombs? Man? Jaeger bombs, bro. What are Jaeger bombs? No. Come on, man. Come on, man. No, don't do that to your body at 29. <laughs> Jaeger is but, good sometimes. Like, man, goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like maybe a couple. Yeah, maybe, maybe one. For like when someone's birth is for someone's birthday, probably, yeah. or like one for the road or something. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, the whole night I I I I promised myself that I'm only going to drink the alcohol and then some ice. And then that's it. Because if I drink another thing, yung parang halu-halu na siya in my tummy, oh, the next day I would not be, no. 
functioning. Mm. So yeah, that was a really fun weekend. Um, and Finn. Finn, all right. Shall oh. we oh go, 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 go. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot last night. Um, because it was the oath taking for bar passers. Um, we oh, had a no. big family, yeah. We had a big family dinner because I I have two cousins who passed the bar and then they had their oath taking. We ate at um, Chef Laudico, like like Guevara's. You know where that is? It's in San no. Juan. It's actually like a really nice like um, Filipino uh, house. And then it serves like a buffet style of dinner. And a lot of people were there. And I feel like most of them are families of people who were in the oath taking. Cause you could see, you could see like some people were dressed up and stuff. Mm. So it's a buffet style and it's mostly Filipino food. Really nice. I love the pork kumba. And I just realized that I don't have pork kumba a lot and I like it. It's like a sweet adobo. That's how I want to describe it. Have you mm. ever had domba? I have, but I haven't yeah. had it. It's not, it's not very common. So I, yeah, I it's not very common. Maybe once in the last yeah. four years, maybe. It's so good that I had to ask my mom to make it at home. I was like, mom, can we have this at home? I love humba. Um, and then, yeah, we just had a family dinner. I saw a bunch of my cousins and then I realized that my cousins are like, you know, talking to my cousins mm. in the father, like that's the father side. Sobrang gago nila kausap. Like, parang barkada. And these are like lawyers, nurses. These are all like professionals. The future of the but, country. The future of the country. But we were like, nagagagohan na kami last night. It was so fun. So it was really nice seeing the family. And congratulations to all the lawyers, by the way. Yeah. I have some, we have a few people that are or at least yes, I know. Smarty pants. Sienna. Sam Warren. Sam Warren, I think, mm-hmm. was around there yesterday. So congratulations to all the lawyers. Congratulations, guys. Oath-taking. All right, shall we wapow? Wapow. All right, let's begin with uh, the proposed coding scheme. This was actually in April uh, of, uh, so basically last month. But it was supposed to be implemented May 1. Now there are some people saying that if it does get approved, uh, it might happen on May 16. I think maybe there it got caught up in the uh, in the election election season. season. Yeah, but yeah. just in case uh, it does happen, this is what might happen. So the MMDA is uh, set to retweak the modified number coding scheme. This according to autoindustria.com. Okay. But there are multiple sources also that state the same. Um, so EDSA and various parts of Metro Manila have started to experience gridlocks, blah, blah, blah. And the, the new proposal will have a two-number coding system and the numbers are now different from what they used to be, at least for me. So I think it might have changed for a lot of people. So here's what would happen if it does come into effect. So plate numbers one and two will be Monday and Wednesday. Three and four will be Monday and Thursday. Five and six will be Tuesday and Thursday. Seven and eight will be Tuesday and Friday. And nine and zero will be Wednesday and Friday. So I know you Damn. and I, we have eight, right? But eight used to be Thursday. So it's going to change from Thursday to Tuesday and Friday, which is a big shift. <laughs> Two yeah. days a week. Uh, this would be in effect if it does take an effect 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. So there were earlier reports now that the morning like traffic would be affected. But I think it says only here 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So, Which is uh, like the afternoon rush hour. Yes, yes. Right? Uh, and the coding scheme, of course, exempt to public, uh, to PUVs, to buses, to jeepneys, mm-hmm. to taxis, and also to uh, grab uh, v- TNVS. I don't know what that stands for, but I, I'm guessing like pickup vehicles like Grab yeah. and motorcycles. So Grab will be able to operate even on their coding day. So there's that. 
So what do you think about the two number code scheme? Do you think it's a good move? Do you think it will reduce the number? Look, I feel like at this point, I feel like at this point, people have already said their piece mm. that, you know, because I, I I mean, like, I do agree when people say that, you know, that's not the best scheme to alleviate our traffic problem here mm. in Metro Manila specifically. But I feel like at this point, I mean, ngayon, I'm just going to follow. <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know how, you know, the the MRT, they're expanding it. And then I think the the MRT going to Masinag is already open, oh. which I believe would ease some traffic in Marcos Highway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some progress in like the the what do you call that? Like the main station in Trinoma. Have okay. you seen that? Like I have the, not. The I have not been to Trinoma in many years, actually. I know. When you go to like the north part of EDSA, mm-hmm. like there's a big main station that they're trying to build there. And that's going to connect all the train station, like all the trains. Yeah, because it's a big hub. Like that. It is. Like, it's going to be uh, a hub. That, uh, Kubao, and uh, what's the last one? That one's a big hub too. Tough. 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 <laughs> Tuft, you know, it's a, tough, it's a tough job, you know, tuft, when you go to Tuft. tuft Avenue, man. Uh, but I agree with your sentiments that because uh, I from what I've heard from other people, because honestly, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't taken the MRT in a few, mm. few years now. Um, but I've heard that there have been yeah. improvements. So, we, you know, we got to give uh, props, but- props are due. Yeah, but this is what I really want to say. If you, if you, if you know everything is up and running already, and if mm-hmm. you feel comfortable commuting, please try to commute because you know um, I feel like that's how we can support the public transportation system. Yeah. Even if let's say some parts of it are hassle, if you think about it, you know it's there for a reason, and it is there for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if ka, you know, if you're if you're struggling, it's there for everybody. So I think it's actually somehow I don't know just to support the public transportation system I I like commuting I actually encourage commuting in Metro Manila especially there are there's a learning curve I feel like because there's like a bunch of jeepneys going everywhere di mo alam kung saan ano ba yung pantrangko saan mapapunta yung malanday I know ilalim ibabaw yeah all you have to do is to ask and it doesn't it it doesn't change the way I look at people when I find out that they like to commute because it's there. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have money for a car or whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. it's for everybody, man. Yeah. I learned how to commute when I first moved out here. Because when Uber was still here. And then, you know, the, the number, you know, the, the money started adding up my yeah. And I wasn't making that much money at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I learned how to take the bus, at least from... Uh, along EDSA because yeah, I am familiar with EDSA but still like for example if I were to commute to let's say east to west so papuntang ano like uh, Manila area like the like what's that where the where the cobblestones and shit are where all the museums are Intramuros Intramuros like I don't yeah. know how to commute there I have no idea but yeah. I have a basic idea of where to start so you just go to one of those main terminal areas yes right? and then you ask 
which when you do have when you do have the knowledge of you know how to commute at one point when you're in a certain area where you're not aware of where this jeepney goes all you have to do is to ask because the people there and the people who work there they know they're friendly too i mean they'll be intimidated they'll tell you where to go like they will yeah. tell you exactly where to ride and what to mm-hmm. add or what sign it would say, et cetera. Et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, actually, ever since I started biking around Metro Manila, mm. parang it makes sense now. And parang sometimes I take notes of the jeeps that are there, mm. like the the labels, and it, I take notes so that next time when I try to commute going there and I don't, you know, I didn't bring my bike, I know where to go. Yep. But honestly, all you have to do is to ask, and you know, just. Just, just take care of your belongings because mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, I mean, yeah. you kind of have to be, you know, careful. Vigilant. Yeah, vigilant. Yeah. And speaking of commuting, I mean, last point on this for me, uh, biking is commuting as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. public transport uh, necessarily, but biking has been Bike a commuting. huge. It, dude, it's huge. Like, yeah, especially, uh, you know, when I started biking in January here, I really kind of grasped the scope of Metro Manila and it's not that big. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Metro Manila is not. It's bikeable. That, yeah. It's not that big of a place. Uh, like you can get, you know, from main major places. So if you Makati, Pasay, whatever, it's all bikeable within, you know, within the span of an hour, I would say. Not north to south, obviously. But, you know, if you're starting in Pasay and you need to go to BGC, mm-hmm. like you can do it. You just have to know where to go. And, you know, be fit enough to do it, et cetera. Unless you have an e-bike like me, so you can be lazy. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, you know, maybe find other ways to do that. Because traffic will not, I don't think this two-number coding, if it does get implemented, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. TBH. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on this, though? That's it, man. All right. Uh, Wapow? Wapow. All right. Fill us in on the Miss Universe Philippines. So what, what exactly, because I always ask this every time we talk about this. Yeah. Who... Wait, what was being awarded? Because there are so many, there's like Miss Earth, Miss Miss Water, Fire yeah. Flow. You know what I'm talking about? There's so many <laughs> awards. You know what I'm talking about, right? Miss Air. Miss Air Fire. Like Miss Air Wind. You know, there's different so, awards. Um, what exactly was awarded and who won? So Miss Universe Philippines 2022, the title went to Celeste Cortesi of, I think, Pasay. There we go. So she's from Pasay or she represented represented Pasay because sometimes they're actually not from that area. They uh-huh. only represented that area. So anyway, um, she first joined the Miss... Uh, actually, she was known in the pageant scene as Miss Earth Philippines 2018. And she represented the Philippines in Rome. Um, because all like all the other titles, they have their own uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so parang ganon. So anyway, and the Miss Earth pageant before in 2018, she placed top eight, and now she is our Miss Universe Philippines 2022. She will be sent to the Miss Universe pageant. I think it'll be later this year. Usually it's like November, December, right? I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so her name is Celeste Cortesi and her the runner-up was Michelle D. And she actually posted a really nice... The makeup artist? No, no, no. 
a different one. Ah, okay. I'm a different Michelle D. Okay, okay. No, <laughs> Michelle D E E. Yes. Ah, Michelle okay, D. Okay. Not D Y. Okay. God. Yes. Um, so she is the second runner up, or I believe she is Miss World. Damangaba. Ah, so if she's not, first runner. So she came second place. Ah, uh, she's yes, she yes. came second place. And she had like a tribute post to the Miss Universe Philippines pageant and said that, you know, it's very, very well deserved. Celeste deserved it. It was really nice. I mean, you know, to see that kind of um sportsmanship. Yeah, uh, yeah, sportsmanship, I guess. Sportsmanship, right? Um, between these ladies. It's just really nice. So um very exciting. I actually didn't watch the pageant, but I wanted to just see who our representative would be. So there we go. I does, mean, does it say or did did you read about? Because I don't know anything about her. Does she have? Because mm-hmm. usually they have some sort of advocacy, right? Usually yes. each candidate has something Let's that they're. See. I'm looking at Cosmo right now. Let me mm-hmm. see if there's anything here. But also, by uh, while I'm while you're looking for that, uh, they were along that night, along with uh, Celeste Cortesi. Mm-hmm. They also announced the following awards, the other titles, which I don't know what they do, but I, I think we should give them a shout out. Miss yeah, Universe Philippines Tourism. Was Michelle D. Makati. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Universe Philippines Charity was Pauline Chucharo Amelinx. That's a cool name from Bohol. Okay. Uh, and then first runner up was Annabelle McDonald. Mm-hmm. And then second runner up was Maria Katrina Legado. So I don't know what, do these titles mean anything or no? I think they have their own advocacies and, you know, they are representative of the Philippines. So if there, there would be, let's say, um, what do you call this? Mm -hmm. Um, Like efforts done in other countries that they need a representative for. And I feel like, and they have their own competitions, like I said. So I think that's really their role. But, um, for Celeste, actually, her winning question or her winning answer for the question, if you could stop time for a day, how would you spend it? Mm. And um, this is her answer. And people believe that this is her winning answer. So she said, if I could stop time, I would spend it with my family, especially with my mother. It's been two years since I haven't spent time with my family because they live in Italy. And I came here in the Philippines just by myself. If I had a chance to spend one day. I would definitely be with my mom and I would just tell her how much I love her and I miss her. And yes, she is um, partly Italian. So yeah, Italian she was people. raised in Italy, according to this yes. uh, article. That's an uh-huh. okay. I mean, that's a, I mean, yeah, I can see very people wholesome. seeing that as a basic answer. Yeah. But it does strike kind of as a, because mm-hmm. she could have misuniversed that answer up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she, but I think that was a genuine answer. And her advocacy is for indigenous people in the Philippines who have gotten displaced from their lands because Uh, of modernization and development, which I think is so relevant. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm, and, and I'm sure she's not the only person who advocates for this, obviously, but it is an important advocacy, like Mm -hmm. thing to stand up for, you know? Cool. Cool. So that's very cool. Yeah. And she is very beautiful. Yeah, so raised it. She's raised in Italy. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So Actually, I mean, if you see the, it's so cool because I think Miss the Miss Universe Instagram account posted a video about, um, you know, passing the crown from you know one queen to another mm-hmm. to the latest to the latest um, Miss Universe uh, title holder, mm-hmm. and it's just so cool to see two Filipinas there. Because yeah. they had Pia and and uh, Catriona there, and we had, I'm, I'm just, 
people there. I, I knew some like uh, Ayin hosted backstage, I think. Yes. And, and Rhea Rams too. Rhea Rams too. Yeah. So very cool. Um, so we just have to wait for the Miss Universe pageant later this year. What What is the, uh, just uh, I guess a final question. If, I don't know if you know. Uh, mm. What is the hierarchy of like who, let's say she can't do her duties. Is it the second placer who does it? I don't, I'm not right. sure. Is it like the presidency? <laughs> I don't know, right? honestly. Like if if Celeste, you know. You know, something happened to her. Would, yeah. would, would it be second place? I don't know. Just curious. Maybe. How that would please, work. Please, please hmm. answer the question, you guys. All right. Uh, any more thoughts on uh, Celeste That's Cortesi? it means. Wapow. All right. The last Titi. Uh, we don't really have any, like, exact news to bring you or any articles or whatever. But the election is taking place on May 9th. So, you know, we were pushing for you to register way back, you know, when it was still open. But uh, go out and vote, people. May 9th. Yes. So the voting will take place according to this um, this article from Cebu Daily News. The May 9 elections will be... Ah, sorry, sorry. I think this is for Cebu. Okay. So let me okay. just look for the one in, um, you know, for general. Yeah. But I, I guess this is just a message to anyone out there that hasn't already picked the candidate. You still have a few days left. To mm-hmm. uh, do your research, you know, f- look at their platforms, each and every candidate, uh, and go for the one that you feel like is the best. Um, okay. And, you know, it, you can, you know, just just vote for who you think would be the best leader for you and the rest of the Filipinos all over the yes. world, too. So, um, if you do have time to go to the Precinct Finder, which is their online searching thing mm-hmm. um it's voterverifier.comelec.gov.ph slash voter underscore precinct and a lot of people are linking it we can even put it in our link so that you guys can look for your precinct already however um you know in every area they do have the voters assistance desk so if you if you have any questions about your precinct or because you know how sometimes other people don't have access to the internet, mm-hmm. you can always approach the voters assistance desk for that. And I do know that a bunch of communities have BPCRV, which is the, I forgot how you, I, I forgot the, the here it's the parish pastoral council for responsible voting. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are, um, volunteers for that and you can always ask them and approach them but i do know that there is the voters assistance desk for you know each barangay or area um so you can prepare a list however i do believe that the list needs to be just words you can't have photos of the actual candidate on Mm -hmm. the piece of paper that you will be bringing and then i think they discourage you to wear any like piece of clothing that had some political um what do you yeah, call that any um, sort of affiliation affiliation like, has to be neutral color yes it, it, it they're just encouraging yeah, that yeah. you know you can you can wear neutral colors because you know it's just just to avoid para hindi yung yung um yeah. yung, yung vote mo or mm-hmm. what do you call that that paper <laughs> but, uh, they just wanted to to ensure a clean election yes right? just a clean election not not because of anything like because i was thinking maybe they're worried na nag nag ano ka pa parang yeah you're still uh, campaigning campaigning or whatever but 
it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So that, you know, they don't, they don't look at your, your vote as something. It's mm-hmm. just neutral, right? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so of course their face mask and, um, I think though the difference this time, they would have to check your, your temperature. Cause I believe in our area, in our parish, actually, mm. they, they require, checking of your um temperature and then if you're a little bit higher higher they would put you in an isolated but you can um, still vote yes ah, okay, okay that's good. room for you to vote in yeah so there um hopefully nothing goes wrong and yeah. please please again if you have time look for your precinct online in that link and did you pick your uh, no, your your? Because for me, the heart. Because I already uh, know like who I'm gonna vote for for president, mm-hmm. vice president. But the senatorial, because uh, in Damanile, you have to only uh-huh. pick twelve, right? Uh, I'm still kind of pick rounding out like the last three or four. Yeah, I already have like a like I think eight, seven, eight or nine. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm still on the fence on a few, but then like they, I don't know like who who did you? You know what I mean? Like I'm still like studying, I guess. Partially. Oh, I'm, I'm still, I'm super problematic about our mayor because I'm gonna vote in QC. Okay. So I mean, I'm still not that knowledgeable, but yeah, right. I am gonna do my research. Oh, here we go. So here's the some information about temperature checking. Mm. So if you're 37.4 and below, you can go ahead and vote. If you're 37.5 and up. You will be asked to rest for a few minutes before checking again. Yes. So they would have to, you know, kind of wait. They kind of give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's just hot out there. But if for the second time when they check again and you're 37.5 and up, so you will be in an isolated polling precinct mm-hmm. just to avoid potentially exposing other voters. Okay. What is the rule for, is there a rule? Because it's my first time, admittedly, uh, my first time to vote in the Philippines. Is there a rule for abstaining voting? Just, I mean, can you not, like, can you fill in a a portion of the ballot? You can, right? Do you know? I don't know. Let me, let me look, let me look. Is it okay to abstain? You know what? I'm looking for the, for the, I I was looking for the word and the word is ballot. There we go. Uh So, (laughs) so for the, you know, when I was saying na parang, you know, they're encouraging you to wear neutral colors. Parang ay hindi pagdiskitahan yung ballot mo. Mm. Right? Because you don't know. You don't know. Right? Yeah, I saw um, that somewhere on a tweet. So I, that's yeah. the reason why. But, okay. So after the temperature check, you're just going to say your name at the voter's assistance desk. And then you get the rest directions where you're going to, you know, cast your vote. Yeah. 6 a.m. Um, by the way. 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. up to 7 p.m. All right. So they extended yes. voting hours this year to accommodate lines that are expected to form due to social distancing. Uh, and is there any other reminders? Here? I'll bring a pen if you don't have a pen. Yes. Uh, to sign uh, the uh, the ballot or the the list mm-hmm. or whatever. If pero wala nang face shield no. This this is an old one. Wala wala face shield. But you also have to inspect your ballot because if there are mm. marks or shades already, you cannot again, you cannot take a picture of your ballot. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Just that's just a no-no. Honestly, because it's going to create a kerfuffle. It's going to create a line. You know, you're going to be you're going to be the hassle of the whole area and you don't want to be that person. OK, there we go. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I think that we've covered most of the, you know, all the stuff for so May 9. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you already know, but mark it on your calendars just in case that is this Monday. Anything you want to say? Anyone you want to, you know, you want to 
endorse your candidates or whatever? <laughs> um, let's just all vote wisely. You know, we are all big boys and big girls already, and we know what is right. You know what? I totally forgot to talk about the what do you call this? The article that I was reading over the weekend. Okay, yeah, let's talk about so, that. Is it related to this or should we wapow first? Um, wapow. Okay, wapow. Okay, so maybe this is like an odd diva or or kind of. Maybe. Okay. I don't know, but it's just an interesting um, article that I read. It's from Rappler and it is an investigative piece about General Verse daughter, Juana Ver. Okay, so that's okay. their last name, V-E-R, Ver. So General Ver is actually like the right hand of Ferdinand Marcos, when they were in in uh, in office, yeah. So General Fabian Ver, and it's just so cool that they wrote this piece because this piece was intended to kind of like lay out the lavish lifestyle that they had when they were in power, and and Juana Ver was actually you know like a kid back then. She was in third grade, and she probably didn't know what was happening around her. Mm-hmm. But now that, she, because now when they wrote this piece, um, they are, she, I think she's like in her forties already. And she spent her, you know, she's spending her, her life apologizing, mm-hmm. offering one apology at a time for the crimes her father helped commit. This is from the article of Rappler. Mm. So it's just so crazy because she did talk about her childhood and how she was so protected and security was just top notch because, you know, being the daughter of the right hand of Ferdinand Marcos. And what I want to talk about this is, you know, the crazy things that happened to her childhood. So when in third grade, it says here in third grade, they had they had to go to a movie theater to watch Bambi, but she wasn't allowed. So you know what her family did? Um, they bought a baby deer in Baguio <laughs> that she could play with a deer, man. Damn. <laughs> so that she doesn't feel bad for missing the movie. She bought a baby deer, man. Right. You wanna, <laughs> if that yeah. happened now, man, what would it be? You want a pet monkey? <laughs> I want to watch uh, King Kong. King Kong oh, you missed you missed Transformers. Don't worry, baby. We're Here's gonna Camaro, we're gonna baby. Buy. <laughs> Here's a Camaro for you. <laughs> that is so crazy. And then yeah. there was also this one time where she wasn't allowed to go camping with her classmates. So what they did, they asked her class to go camp in her backyard, and they had like military people set up their tents. In their oh. backyard in Forbes Park or something for the so, school for the for the class. For the oh wow! Seeing that they were able to accommodate the whole class. Damn. Yeah, that's cool. They were. I know they probably had like a huge ass backyard. Yeah, right. Damn. And then she also loved Wonder Woman. So when Linda Carter was here in the Philippines, she was in the hotel room of Linda Carter. You know, getting an yeah. autograph and stuff. So that's. You know how powerful her family is right. back then when they were in power. And, you know, she even talked about her nanny. And she said that, you know, she got her sense of empathy from her nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Tarsela Serbules or oh, Serbules. I don't know if that's how you say it. But, yeah, she said that her nanny would always tell her how fortunate she is and don't take that for granted. She just wanted to, like mention her and um after you know after the ousting of of marcos Mm -hmm. um they had to flee to hawaii 
they had to go to the US. He, she was exiled there for like the rest of her life. And then this was so crazy because obviously I don't think, well, because she was, you know, a child when that all happened. She was a Marcos baby, right? right Marcos right. era baby. Yeah. Um, when she was growing up, she was studying in the US and in Europe also, I think. Um, right. Whenever she would see um, news about, you know, the Marcoses. Um, stealing money from the people from the Philippines, their, their, their lavish lifestyle and the human rights violations that they did. Um, she would always account that in her head as propaganda yeah. against against the Marcuses and their and her own family, mm-hmm. which is so crazy because yung parang ako, nisip ko, I don't I don't even know if I want to blame her for thinking that me because she grew up with it. Yeah, and it's your it's her family, you know. You, yeah, and it's her family. You, you like to think the best of your family it makes sense. Yeah, and um, so but I just thought that this was such an interesting read, and I don't even think that I don't know. But they were all just laying the facts in this in this article. So if you do have the time to to read it, it is on Rappler under in depth. And the article is called General Vare's Daughter Reckons with Her Father and the Legacy of Martial Law. So you can just probably search Rappler General Vare and this will pop this up. Will pop Google, up. Sure. Yeah. It has a bunch of other stuff that they talked about. They talked about how she found out that her mother is actually the mistress of General Vare. And she said that if she they could... You know what? If they could lie about that, what else could have they lied about? Yeah. Right? That's um, a common thing, man, that I yeah. see around. <laughs> I see on mm-hmm. the internet, man. <laughs> I see that. Right? Right? Yeah. I see that. So, I see that a lot, man. And can you imagine, like, Obviously, you have such a fancy lifestyle going up, growing up, and and you know you never really felt the the gravity of the situation because you were just a kid. But probably as you grow older, you see all of these people, you know, in their and their accounts of how their family, their friends disappeared, they were tortured, you know, people were killed. You know, parang feeling ko it's just it'll just unravel, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you process that situation. Yeah, diba? I hundred yeah. percent agree. Like that and is, and then because in a sense, you you're you kind of try to. I, I don't know. I'm not her, right? But if yeah. I were in that position, even like if it happened to me now, if someone spoke ill, let's say of my my mother, for example, yeah. I would never believe it. Mm-hmm. Right? I would always take the side of my mom, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what was put out in the mm-hmm. news. Or whatever, because I feel like I know my mom and whatever, and I don't think she can do wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's how I get it. I get the perspective of where she's from. But the, I mean, I didn't read the article, but the willingness to kind of see through that kind of unconditional support and love or unconditional, mm-hmm. I don't even know the term, uh, to be able to, you know, you know, admit or whatever, showcase the faults yeah. that were actually happening. It's yes. a lot of uh, courage, I would say. Mm-hmm. And to actually admit what your family did. Because, exactly. uh, because actually she's writing, she wrote her memoir in, I don't know how you say that word. Memoir. 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 Yes. To talk. I know. General Tuft. General okay. Tuft. <laughs> no, but she began writing her memoir in 2020. And then obviously, you know, doing research for her memoir, you know, at, Things unraveled, yeah. and she was figuring out figuring out how how to eventually tell her family um, and her child 
what happened before, what your Lolo did. You right. know what I mean? I that is it. such a complicated, like a complex thing. Yeah. And then it also says here in the in the article that the thing that had the most impact towards her was when she watched The Kingmaker, which was a documentary that was released. Yeah. Uh, years uh, ago, two years ago, I think. Two years ago, there we go. So yeah, I mean, I feel like now I'm. I really want to watch The Kingmaker. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? Yet? You should. It's I good. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I know, um, but yeah. So right now, like I said, it says here in the article that she is handing out apologies one at a time. Oh, there you go. And to to recognize that and to actually do that, it's shout yeah. out, kudos. Kudos. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, cool. Anything else you want to share today? That's it, man. That's it. All right. We'll see you and our next president next week. Mm-hmm. Whatever the results may be, you know, hopefully uh, it, it works out well for the country. Right? <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's see what happens. All right. Uh, but feel free okay. to follow us online everywhere. The Halal is show. Uh, email us show at gmail.com. Oh, oh, fuck. We'll do it next week. Uh, okay. so we had a Lecha fan that sent us a cool message. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I forgot. Uh, but uh, we're going to overtime na tayo dito and okay. it'd be nice to do something uh, new next week as well. And we'll also All have right. the things from our Lecha fans from this week. I don't think we talked about that either. Oh, yeah. So we'll bring that, we'll bring that next week. Now, yeah. okay? Next week, next week. Uh, and that's it, man. Any any extra song for you? That's or any? It? Uh, that's it. Okay. Extra song. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.